Now tuning in to Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. It's always, I'm never just like peckish with a vending machine. Right. It's never like a little treat, a little snack. No, no. It's never like, oh, I'll have a little M&M's for $3. <laughs> it's like, I I have never seen food before <laughs> and I need this more than anything. And so when it doesn't, my basic needs are deprived <laughs> and all I want is this vending machine to just give me food. Yeah. And it's like, mm, no. <laughs> And I have to do a little hit. I feel like every time I've done a little hit to a vending machine, <laughs> someone is always there. It's like you just like the camera pans over and it's just like a custodian like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's Not like, I installed like, that vending machine. You're going to hit it? You're gonna... <laughs> I named that. I birthed that vending machine. You can't just hit my child. Yeah. We have a contract for that. You can't just hit it. <laughs> But sometimes you just... Uh, most times just, you gotta. Most times. Most times. It's not even sometimes. Like, most times vending machines need a little hit. It's a faulty bit of machinery. And I don't think we've updated any of the the sitch going on there. Um, no, I think that they stopped making vending machines about <laughs> 40 years ago. <laughs> yeah. The, whoever invented vending machines just made a lot in that first run and went out in blaze of glory and nobody's ever made a vending machine since. <laughs> this is okay. So, but real talk, you've you've unlocked something in my brain because no. I feel this about a few things, but when I I feel it very passionately. One, all vending machines were made at the same time. Right. No sure. new ones have have been ex- made since then. Yeah. That is the same with candy corn, conversation hearts, uh-huh. and clothing hangers. Okay. Interesting. Specifically, like, the clothing hangers that you get at laundromats. Mm. Like, oh, like the, not the wireframe ones with, like, the yeah. paper over it sometimes? Yeah, where you, like, drop your clothes off. That's on the laundromat. Uh, sorry. I don't know dry what a laundromat is. <laughs> yeah, the dry cleaners. Sorry, I'm not... I'm somehow wealthy enough <laughs> to have owned a... a washing machine that I've never needed to go to a laundromat before, Uh, but I'm too poor to have ever gone and get something dry cleaned. Right, of course. Weird, weird moment. We exist. (laughs) Um, Hi, welcome to the visibility space. Um, But yes, specifically those, the wire ones with the paper covering over it, those were only made once. Yeah. And have just been moving from house to house. <laughs> that Those are my opinions yeah. that I'm bringing to the space today. And none of them are Twilight related. Hi, welcome into the, into the Twilight. Hello. Welcome to the <laughs> Vending Machine Podcast. <laughs> welcome to Into the Twilight. Nice. <laughs> we do a little hit. <laughs> and it's Let's... just us talking about vending machines. Sometimes you just gotta hit machinery in order for it to work. Right. This is a podcast of a generation of people that 
grew up like thinking you had to like blow cartridges and like just shove shit in order to make it work. And that's how we feel about everything now. <laughs> that's so real, though. I feel like most of the technology when I was a kid worked best when it had a little hit to it. Because, mm-hmm. like, VCR, right. VHS, yep. little components there. Yeah. All of the things that went into my Game Boy yep. always <laughs> needed a little bit of a hit to yeah. be able to work. And I think there's something comedic there but it also just makes me feel really sad for some reason. Sure. I'm not entirely sure why. Yeah. But mainly, you know, like if we're just leaning into the comedy bit of like, oh, that's like kinky. I'm like, mm. oh my god. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, sometimes you do just need a little hit. Um, a that has hit. to be someone's slogan for a weed podcast, yeah. You know, my hands are crossed. I don't know why I'm like in interview <laughs> position right now. I said that and I was like, yep, that's my comedy for today. <laughs> First of all, hi. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. I got some tea going. Ooh. I'm just, I'm vibing. Ooh. I'm under some blankets. I hope that you know I am pinching myself to resist saying it. <laughs> I'm like physically having to resist and that hurts me but I know is, it, is vibing just like a trigger word now where you're just like <laughs> no sounds inside uh, like yes. you just can't <laughs> it's just in my head just quietly every time that someone says vibes I'm just like yep <laughs> no technology just vibes we're just vibing every time just slowly but softly and also quietly I think that's worse. (laughs) I agree. How are you, my dude? Um, you know, YOLO. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where that came from. (laughs) You know, I I haven't thought about it in a minute, but but I guess that still rings true. Just just gonna press my clicker on my PowerPoint slide. (laughs) The only thing on there just says YOLO. In a really, like, script, serious font. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm fine. (laughs) Clearly. I think that's been apparent. I'm fine. Um, I, this is, like, completely irrelevant by the time this episode comes out. But I did just want to say that, like, Ever since the Oscars happened, I've been, like, violently ill, and I don't know what that means, but I feel like it's connected. Interesting. Like, the Oscars happened, which has nothing to do with our podcast, but it just, it happened, and I was, like, right. it was a fine moment. with it. I'm, like, I felt happy when it ended, and then I got, like, violently sick that night, and I was, like, mm. is this what happiness feels like, or, like, <laughs> is this, is, did I just... Did people say the Joker too many times? Like, I don't yeah. know what happened. Um, but I'm good, my dudes. I have a weighted blanket on me, so I can't really complain. That's a life, baby. Everywhere that I go, my writer will always say a weighted blanket. Um, yeah, I think that's fair. <laughs> I just, I don't need fancy food. I don't need fancy cut. Co- well... Maybe fancy cars. I do like to go fast. Can you imagine me <laughs> in just a really fast car, just really Tracy Chapman style, but also I, not I the way to play Tracy Chapman? 
what that song needs. That song gives me weighted blanket energy. Is that anything? First of all. <laughs> I think we're just doing word association at this point. Uh, <laughs> it's just um, speaking of word association, today's a very important day. Uh-huh. For so many reasons. <laughs> but one in particular. Um, by the time this comes out, Valentine's Day will be over, which, like, sorry for you all, I guess. Uh, but Or also in- have a... Ha- I hope it was great. Yeah. Congrats. Love is cool. Yeah, congrats. Or um, get yourself some za. Fucking love man, yourself. A Valentine's Whatever. Day pizza. With yeah, a little... <laughs> it's, like, shaped in a heart. Yeah, I keep getting fucking ads from Pizza Hut that's like, do you want a heart-shaped pizza? I'm like, Pizza Hut, please. I, I'm not allowed to say the PH words in my house, <laughs> um, because of the fact that we don't have one around here, um, and Chris gets violently upset every time that he remembers that, like, he <laughs> craves the hut, and it doesn't <laughs> exist anywhere near us, but he gets ads for it constantly as well. And yeah. so I remember like a week ago he came home and I was like, how was your day? And he's like, oh, fine. I got another <laughs> ad for Pizza Hut. <laughs> <laughs> and it just makes him so sad. So I'm not uh, allowed to say those words here because it, uh, it brings bad vibes into that space. So This is another aside, but did you see that thing today where it was like breaking? The guy from Pizza Hut did not actually eat 30 to 40 pizzas <laughs> <laughs> It is breaking. That's important uh, news that I do want to. It know. was heartbreaking. It was like, man. I mean, he's a bad dude, objectively, um, for real. So I think we can all agree on that. But it truly was a bone chilling interview. <laughs> so that was um, my day. Yeah, that's fair. Grieving over that. <laughs> I don't remember what I was going to say, but it was probably along the lines that today is Taylor Lautner's birthday when we we're recording. And every time that I think of Taylor Lautner, I always think of Valentine's Day for so many reasons. Right. Um, as you ought to do, I think. <laughs> what a film. <laughs> what a... Ooh. Um, I love... <laughs> mm, haven't watched it in so long, but I do remember that Valentine's Day did make me cry when it came oh out. So <laughs> I'm sure it would now. <laughs> but we got a lot of Taylor-based content, I would say, yeah. today. This um, is your space. This is my... I'm so happy. Hi, welcome to the side podcast within this podcast. Um, it's Taylor Town. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor Town! <laughs> All me. aboard to Taylor Town. We're going. The conductor is Taylor Brown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she guides us into Taylor Town. She's going to send me a fucking cease and desist at some point. She's be like, can you fucking... Don't slander my name. <laughs> I will uh, sue for defamation. <laughs> Anyways, um, today's Taylor Lautner's birthday. A couple things that have happened. One, everyone remembers what he looks like with his shirt off, which is great energy for me, personally. But, and also, uh, the Twilight Twitter account, folks, (laughs) we're on to them. Mm -hmm. We've we've had their fucking number for about four years now. Um, But today in particular, seems 
a little bit too on the nose. You were the one yeah. that pointed this tweet out to me. I was not the first to see it, and I feel ashamed personally, um, given that it's my due diligence to stay on top of Taylor Town. Um, right. What did you notice about this tweet that they sent well, out? To be fair, a listener mm. added us mm. um, in, and was like, oh my God, you have to see this. And I was like, I'm listening. Yeah. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. I, I pull up Twitter.com and I see the official Twilight Twitter account with a fucking moist photo of Taylor Lautner in I the rain. Lo- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Powerful. And energy. saying, happy birthday, Taylor Lautner. We wolf you. Nice. Wolf emoji, heart emoji, <laughs> hashtag Twilight. Hashtag Twilight. And it got me thinking, you know. <laughs> I'm going to get a hashtag Twilight tattoo. <laughs> Allie, you can't say that. Don't dare me. <laughs> I'll get it. I swear to God. <laughs> you fucking hack into our bank account and just. <laughs> I'm going to get a tattoo of a QR code and it goes directly to the twi at twilight twitter account not even our twitter account is yeah. theirs yeah at least fucking do some marketing for us no my dear everyone <laughs> everyone always thinks that my sound wave fucking tattoo is a barcode which is not <laughs> that's nothing that's not even <laughs> how they look yeah. um so at some point i'm just gonna lean to the bit and just get a fucking barcode tattoo that Fair is enough. just a fucking qr code to their twilight account Anyways, yeah, this was a connection of worlds today. Yeah, real crossover happening. It felt so inception to me. Like, the worlds, the walls, they were all collapsing <laughs> in on me. Like, we just talked about that. We did. We just, like last two week. episodes ago. An I don't remember. I Whatever. Don't time is fake. We were all Please in yurts. Don't. It was a different time. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> we were in yurt life. But, like... Same. <laughs> it's... I... Are they, do they know, do they know us? Do, is it one of you? Is it us? I don't know. <laughs> I, Have are we they been just infiltrated? making a you joke? Like, are they just trying to cross the streams? Or are they just making a weird wolf joke? I'm so, I, I, I have so many questions. Know. I'm spiraling. <laughs> By the, here's what I want. I want, on our last episode of this podcast, Ideally uh, before, but I'll take the end. That's fine. Yeah. I need to know. I need to know who runs that account, and I need to speak with them personally. They need. They way. have. There's an open invitation for them. Literally always take my spot. Any episode, we just want to talk. I just want to know about your life. Like I know that you <laughs> signed some sort of NDA, but like whatever you can tell us, please. Yeah. Allie wants to know how to get your job. So. I just, can I just please, I I know that that would require me to be on Twitter more than I right. want to or ever, but like the power that that would hold, just, I just want to sit in front of that computer like a hacker and be like, I'm in. And then that I feel, I feel like would be enough for me yeah. personally. Um, all right. We have another Twilight piece here and then we can start transition over to some pen news as usual hell yeah so this is a this is an interesting little bit (laughs) of of journalism so tv over mind which wow posted a (laughs) definitely a a real website 
definitely real, definitely um, not fake, definitely doesn't have a fucking link on the side that has an Uncle Sam image of no. saying, we want you to write for us, uh, which is, wow. So, this is a, a listicle about ten things that you didn't know about Eddie Gathage. Gathage is how I'm imagining. Yeah, um, that seems right. And I looked at this, and I did not understand why it had anything to do with us. But then, of course, that is the name of the actor um, who plays, who are played, Laurent. Now, here's my question. And I'm just going to quickly Google this um, <laughs> because of the fact that, okay, so it is, in fact, Eddie Gathage. Um, mm. Earlier on in this article, they did spell it, his name as Eli Gathage. Mm. And that is great. <laughs> not great. One of my favorite things about this, though, is number f- number three, not number four. We'll get there. Um, <laughs> number three, which says that he's a huge fan of vampires. Um, and they say, well, not of vampires per se. He's a big fan of Stephanie Meyer's series Twilight. He was cast as Laurent in the movies, but he did not know that the character was a vampire. How? <laughs> what was that process like? I just want to know. I need... I want to know everything about Catherine Hardwick and her casting director and yeah. how they ended up getting this man in, not realizing that he was being cast for a vampire. Okay. Truly the fact that there has not been, like, an oral history novel or, like, nonfiction book about the process of Twilight the movie getting made is astounding to me. Do you think that it's one of those things where, like, they, it exists... But it's on, like, a 10-year... It's, like, in the vault or something. (laughs) Fucking Disney got their hands on it. They're like, we're locking it away forever. And you would think that it would have come out last year for the 10-year anniversary. But you... I... What I think is that, like, it exists somewhere. Sure. I mean, it has to, right? Someone along the way has to have been taking notes or talking to everyone involved. Well, because they did... what the fuck... They did those behind-the-scenes, like, deleted, not even deleted scenes, but, like, they did these little, like, featurettes on the DVDs mm-hmm. when they yeah. came out. So I know that it existed, but I just want to, I need to know. Yeah. I want um, the scoop. Yeah. So um, he did not know that he was being cast for a vampire. So what he did in, to help is that he s- decided to sit down. They don't say where. Um, they just say he decided to sit down <laughs> and binge read all of the books at once and he now considers himself a huge fan of the series oh my god which is fair when you're you know in it for two movies sure yeah fair ride or die you know now um do you want to mention your whiplash when you looked from number (laughs) three (laughs) to number four on here yeah, the organization of this particular article is um, jarring, to say the least. Yes. <laughs> because, number three, he's a huge fan of vampires, and we get a lovely little blurb. And then, just right below, half a centimeter down, number four, he was depressed. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it'd be like that. Yeah, listen, that's a relatable duality that we are familiar with here. Exactly. Like, I don't, I don't even know that they need to be mutually exclusive so much as that right. they would, of course, be intertwined. Right. 
<laughs> Loving vampires means you are depressed. That is just... That's what I've been saying. <laughs> yeah. Someone invest some research into that, please, and also thank you. Right. I can't uh, wait for us to get called in for studies. <laughs> honestly, if it's like a... I could use a 20 bucks. Just, like, hook me up to right. something. Hook <laughs> me I'll yeah. take it. Like, shit, man. $20 is $20. <laughs> Fucking cold hard cash, baby. I'll take it. Whatever you want to know about the deep, dark depths of my mind, that's your business. You'll have to deal with that later. Yeah. Um, I unlock that shit for free. Anyways, so... Um, <laughs> this next part here um, is a... Uh, how you doing over there? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just thinking about being part of a study and they're asking you questions and you tell them about the conspiracy theory about 9-11 and <laughs> oh my god oh they they would regret a study so quickly <laughs> oh for sure because that would the amount of looks on those underpaid <laughs> uh, even like if research they, assistants yeah. yeah absolutely it's just like ooh yikes uh that would be some real red string moments there. right. (sighs) Speaking of red string. Um, (laughs) So this is not necessarily news. However, um, Sarah Gamble did mention that they have started production on season three of You. And the way that she announced that was by, obviously on Twitter, but she posted it by standing on a welcome mat and I want this welcome mat so bad, Cody. I'm not, I wish I was being hyperbolic, but I'm not. I want it so bad. It's this like wooden, it's not wood. That's not, that's not wood. What is that texture? I'm not um, from HGTV. Yeah. Is it corn? Um, it looks like corn, but it's like. Corn. You, <laughs> you know, the hard corn that you rub your feet on when you come from outside? Yeah. Whatever that stuff is. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> it's a welcome mat, and it just says, hello, you, but the you is, like, the television logo, so it has that, like, little fucking shift on it. I yeah. would buy this in a heartbeat. It is pretty fresh. I will say that. I love that. I love uh, that. Can we also talk about Sarah Gamble's Twitter icon real quick? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I... I'm floored, to be honest. It's a... The representation, or... (laughs) It just so quickly, like, transported me to, like, Nyan Cat era of internet, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. it's a unicorn vomiting rainbow. I feel like it's been that for as long as I can remember. Like, I don't know that she has changed her icon in a decade, that's powerful. That's how I'm trying to be. <laughs> <laughs> That's a strong brand right yeah. there, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, every time that I think about Sarah Gamble, like, I think of, one, Supernatural, and also that fucking icon image, which is <laughs> haunting uh, <laughs> in and of itself. Um, right. So, the last thing that I want to mention is just a, a quick little aside about Penn Badgley. Um I think the last episode, if I'm not mistaken, we talked about, like, his activism, like, 
oh his yeah attempts like women at, yeah his like attempts um and i did want to mention that like there there are other examples of him trying to like walk the talk mm-hmm um, and so Pop Dust did an article kind of rounding up some of these things about, well, they say, here are all the times that Penn Badgley basically says he hates playing Joe on Netflix is you. <laughs> Top times Penn Badgley was a fucking hashtag feminist icon. <laughs> and the photo that they chose, this, listen. Okay, this is hot. <laughs> he, the Scorpio energy coming off of this is making my face flush. It is so upsetting. Yeah. I don't I'm even sweating. like Just beards. Look at it. <laughs> I don't even like beards, and it is doing something powerful. Um, it's a very I... well groomed beard, and his hair is like shorter, but it's still like long enough where it's like, ooh. It's so upsetting okay. to me. And there's a weird reflection going on, which I'm very into. It just looks like he's a fucking ghost on his shoulder. <laughs> yes. Um, this is just a, a quick aside that is like a hashtag not spawn obviously the one of my favorite podcasts thirst aid kit recently like just last week did an episode about pen badgley mm-hmm. um and so for folks that are listening if you are interested in more like thirst specific content about pen um since most of what we do here is just talk about how despicable joe is um yeah. that is a really good opportunity um, one, because I love that podcast, but also because it is relevant to what we are talking about here. Hell yeah. Are you ready to get into episode seven? Boy, am I. Ooh. Are you, though? Mm, uh, <laughs> so, I I don't know why more than usual. I could not, earlier today, access what happened last week um, <laughs> during the episode. I could yeah. not remember. And so, when I was watching this, I was like, why is what is this tension like what is why is everyone so angry what's going on yeah (laughs) guys um and then it occurred to me like oh yeah love knows now and also delilah and joe fucked last time yeah it Uh, was a it was a jam-packed episode it was there was a lot happening there which i i needed to recap apparently um this gave off, this episode in particular gave off strong season one energy to me. Yes. Yeah. I, I was, agree. especially because it's, it, it follows a very similar plot line of, of last season um, with Beck and Joe breaking up and then Karen Minty. And so um, I, I got a lot of nostalgia from that. But there are some, some very interesting like twists and turns in this one. Um, one in the fact that Joe still doesn't know how to handle a breakup. Yes. Doesn't surprise me, but it's still annoying nonetheless. Um, and also, Love is, like, angry now, because she doesn't want Joe to, like, know, even though he knows where she lives, she doesn't want him to, like, be in the space. And so, apparently, she got curtains for the first time ever. (laughs) Yeah. And as a, just a very, like, fuck you moment and not a I don't want to have to keep heating my house this much kind of moment um and Joe is pissed that he cannot like directly spy on her anymore which is a lot yeah love that um 
I, I am constantly forgetting that he has that huge ass telescope. And so when they pan <laughs> over to it, I'm just like, why is this here? Um, I, there was, there was surprisingly like a lot happening in this episode, mm-hmm. um, which I wasn't expecting. How though, did you feel about love's rebound? Um, doesn't seem healthy or well thought out. Hmm, weird that you would say mm. that about a rebound. Mm, interesting. Yeah, as they tend to go. Um, but especially this one, because it's a dude. He's okay, so he's like the friend of her ex. Of So, Milo is yes. who we're referring Milo. to. Milo. Yes. This, like, he's a rich... large Australian <laughs> influencer man. <laughs> rich fucking Australian. Hemsworth wannabe motherfucker. Yes, yeah. Dad owns Patagonia. Like, yeah. that kind of lifestyle. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, what they mention in here is that, one, this is not the first time that Love and Milo have hooked up. They are, like, yeah, it's regular. it's not a rando. They yeah. are regular rebound fuck buddies. And, two, this is what spices it up a little bit, <laughs> is fucking Milo was James, her late husband's best friend yeah best friend big best friend big no no and so <clears throat> when james died apparent according to 40 which he ends up saying like later um yeah as like a bitter moment apparently they have just been fucking from the get Ooh, it seems like love <laughs> It seemed like Milo was, like, attempting to, like, comfort her, and then it just seems like that went into comfort sex and has stayed that way for them. Right. Which is rough stuff. Yeah. It's a weird way to remember your husband and your best friend. Yeah, a lot of fucking stuff going on in there. It's no good. Um, But there's... One of the things that I will say made me laugh in this is that... Joe is, like, so bitter, first of all, (laughs) that love is is happy on the outside anyways with Milo. It doesn't help that they work in uh, essentially 20 feet from each other. (laughs) Right. And they're just (laughs) snooching all the time. Ugh, what a drag. And he's like, you know, love, when she's upset and when she's emotionally hurting, she gets really basic. (laughs) And... I, one, just died laughing because it's Joseph and he is the most basic of all. Um, He, for someone who wants to be like super complicated and and super deep, he is not, he like, someone quotes Hemingway to him later on in this episode and he like nuts on a table. (laughs) Like immediately. (laughs) And also we're acting as if he wasn't, in love with Beck. Right, exactly. The basic queen of New York City. Exactly. That's like, what I'm saying. What? This is what this is where your attraction lies, Joe. And now, Joseph, you are in love with the same person, but in LA. Right. Hi. Welcome and to she's Basic Spaces. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's so much. Um 
so one of the things that I did not expect from this episode, because like last time it was a lot of like Joe pouting and then him finding Karen Minty as a rebound. Yeah. This time though, they lean into this like fake dating app situation. Oh my, I'm so, this is so good. Tell me all of your thoughts about this. So Forty's like, you got to get on some dating apps. And also Danny um, was like, we're not fucking anymore. You should fuck someone else. Get on some oh. dating apps. Oh, yeah. Delilah, too, was like, uh, yeah. Yeah, De- right. Delilah was like, don't. This is over. Ellie right. thinks it's weird. I think it's weird. Let's stop. Um, yeah, you're weird, dude. Yeah, you're <laughs> a weird dude. Get on some dating apps. Learn how to be single. Right. In Los Angeles. And so he gets he he's like i don't want to do regular dating apps because i'm not a fucking <laughs> i'm not a regular man i'm not, I'm not like other girls um oh so, my God. <laughs> so he ends up downloading a literary based dating app yep called sonnet to me <laughs> the real mm. when i think of himbos you know <laughs> that's that's where they linger ah this, I mean, me. listen, this is basically Bumble, if we're being honest, but like, yeah, for real. <laughs> but it's like the whole, it like, it looks like Goodreads, like the icon it is does. the same. It's fucking hilarious. And so he ends up going on all these dates at the same bar, if I'm not mistaken. He just takes each woman yep. to the same part, the same place. Because well, it's just like a super cut of them. And so right. they look yeah. like they're in the same spot. Yeah. And it's fantastic because joe does not know how to talk to other people oh no 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 no! and also other people are very fun (laughs) well and these women are way more interesting than him (laughs) right he's like wait a minute i can't that's not i'm not used to that (laughs) exactly i need to have Um, power and control because there's and be smart there's this one woman who's like supposed to be a like this super narcissistic woman yeah um, i actually don't read i but i do want to date someone who does read. yes and he's like i will throw myself off a bridge <laughs> but then he does this stuff that's like it makes no sense so mm-hmm. he's like oh to this one girl too he's like oh let's take a picture it's our first date i'm gonna post on instagram i was like what the fuck is that it's bananas behavior first of all <laughs> and he like <laughs> hashtags it like date night it's like joe i'm calling the police you can't do this it what to me it gave off very much like here's my alibi see right. she was happy i definitely won't kill her later and it was like yeah. joseph stop it stop it's, sir uh, something oh god um there, if I remember correctly, is there not a woman that just starts crying? On I was going to bring that up because I was <laughs> like, I think Allie feels some sort of scene but in this woman. I, she's great. I love her a lot because they start vibing a lot really early and she's quoting Hemingway and he's like, oh, a woman can be smart? Interesting. Let's see this through. A cultured woman. <laughs> hmm, interesting. <laughs> you read the same books that I had to read in high school? Interesting. Hmm. Literally, hmm. yes. <laughs> the most I'll, I'll pursue basic. this. And oh my God. as soon as he gives her any sort of, like, attention, she immediately just chugs this glass of wine. 
I love, and he, I love only one woman. Yeah. And he, he doesn't know how to react to that, so he's like, all right, I guess I'll drink too. Happy day. Bottoms up. Bottoms a little hoo lime. And she, over the course of this fucking, like, montage of bad dates, she just, like, starts sobbing uncontrollably. I love this woman. <laughs> and it's so powerful. To me, to me, it gave off very strong, like, survival, like, fight-or-flight techniques. Uh-huh. The, this woman was like, ooh, I don't, mm, I don't trust this man. Yeah. So, rather but I than, like... don't really know how to get out of the situation. Exactly. And I'll ride it out, you know. What is the scariest thing to this man other than right. just a woman crying? <laughs> and he's like, ooh, I can't kill this one. This one will be a tough fight. <laughs> this is a good yeah. prey. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's my president right there. <laughs> I love this woman. This unnamed uh, woman. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't get a name ever, um, but she's powerful and I I enjoy her a lot. Yeah. Um, speaking of people that I enjoy a lot, so Joseph, throughout the course of this, is awful, which is un that isn't the surprise. What? <laughs> uh, um, but he attempts to do, he attempts to do what he did with Peach of like. I'm going to scope out this Milo motherfucker um, without realizing that, like, Peach ran in Central Park. Mm. Fairly flat surface. Fairly consistent. Milo, on the other hand, is yoked to the goddamn gods. So when he goes on a run, he goes up a fucking canyon. And Joseph can't handle that shit. Just dude things, you know? Just, listen, just guys (laughs) being dudes, you know? Guys being dudes. Just going to go kick some rocks. (laughs) Yeah, because <laughs> they're not gay. Nope, they're not gay. Um, but <laughs> while Joseph is attempting to do this and struggling incredibly hard because yeah. he, one, can't run and also is really <laughs> bad at crime, um, <laughs> Gabe is also on this canyon because everyone in, in L.A. is on a canyon. And, and he's like, hi, sorry, can you leave Milo alone? <laughs> like, <laughs> you and Love aren't together anymore. I don't understand what's happening. Um, and then somehow, and I, I watched this episode, but I still don't know how, <laughs> they yeah. go from that conversation where Gabe is incredibly suspicious of Joseph to then this, like, trauma crystal moment. And it's I don't get it. Unreal. Like, <sighs> Gabe is just like, listen, you're hurting or something. Yep. And for some reason, my allegiance is with you now, and I want to see you happy, <laughs> even though I've been friends with love for years, and I just met you two weeks ago. Yep. <laughs> like, whatever, but we're we're on this hike together, and this is it. Um, So he's just like, I'll, I know what you can do. We'll do it real, like true LA people I'm not gonna say what they say because that will I will burn in hell if I do (laughs) and he takes him to his place and just does a fucking crystal therapy ritual on him it's a lot where Joe remembers you know his dad and like running like his mom wanting to take him away from him and like all of this fucking trauma shit and he's, like, crying and getting needles stuck in his face. And Gabe's just like, la, la, la. <laughs> like, it's um, a mood. <laughs> yeah. It's like, why do you search for love in, in things? Why do you keep chasing love? And he keeps making love puns, which is very funny. 
It's beautiful. Um, but maybe not the tone. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, and it's a hard pivot um, and doesn't make a lick of sense. Oh, no, no, no. No, no it no. makes no sense. Um, but it was, it was something. I don't know what yeah. it was, but it was something. Um, and then after this whole moment that seemed incredibly traumatic for Joseph, yeah. Gabe recommends that the best way to be able to come down from this trauma is a juice cleanse. Am I right, ladies? <laughs> Am I right? Was Listen. fucking Gwyneth Paltrow a script supervisor for this? Like, what the fuck <laughs> happened, y'all? Sometimes you just gotta do it to them, but in the form of just juice, you know? You know when you're just, like, trying to overcome years of trauma that are instilled upon you? Yep. And you're just like, you know what'll really help? It's Fucking juice. celery. <laughs> just like... Well, not celery juice, because Joseph is a sociopath, but <laughs> juice, and I mean, you are exactly right, because that is what I've been saying on the show for years. <laughs> Yeah, this is, is your fucking scheme. You're like, <laughs> is juice helps trauma. So like, <laughs> fuck off, Gabe, because right. like a juice cleanse is nothing. Right. However, how, however, <laughs> I have found in my experience, <laughs> juice helps. You know. I just want to say for the record and for just legal reasons, juice. we cannot give medical advice and we are not licensed oh, no. professionals. No, Do bitch, not I... use juice to cure your depression. <laughs> no, I am talking about a cup of orange juice, not <laughs> drinking celery juice until you puke over someone in a beautiful, like, fucking shirt that they care about. Here's the thing I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Joseph has access, even if he is, like, being weird with love. Like, he has access to a full industrial kitchen. Yeah. Full produce. He works at a grocery store. Right. And he knows the people that work there. Like, he knows the people that own it. He could take whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. And he ends up just drinking celery juice. What is that? <laughs> That's water. I don't understand. Yeah. I think, though, even given all the unlimited options, I think he would just choose celery because that's the kind of guy he is. He's just a, he's just a muncher. Do you think Joseph brings celery to the movies? To the movies? I just, he gives off that vibe to me. I mean, Joseph doesn't go to what the movies. What a specific vibe he's conjured. <laughs> like, who the fuck out of all these juices just yeah. chooses straight celery? Most of the time, these come in, like, fucking blends, I think. Right. Anyways. Yeah. It's not just raw celery. <laughs> it's not just celery stuck in water. Um, anyways. So, that's a thing. Um, Delilah, like, basically comes over and is like, hey, anyways, so fuck you. Um, I'm writing this thing for Variety. I'm gonna be famous now. Also, where's your rent money? Um, <laughs> and Joseph can't handle strong women, so he pukes all over her. <laughs> like oh shit um and it's because of the fact that he's been drinking only celery juice of course it's just the nastiest shade of green yeah uh, which is awful something it's putrid yep um and my favorite thing is the the logic that this tv show has which is hey i know you've only had juice for a really long time but the best thing that will help you in this moment is me ordering burgers and shakes and fries because that will all, that will for sure stay in your stomach. That right, won't yeah, come your, up. Your body's gonna love this. Dude. 
I think uh, I'm in the camp that she just wanted it, and she was agreed. like, you're also here. So I'm, like, in your apartment now. You just, like, <laughs> passed out. I guess I'll order you some. Right. Which is fair. <sighs> Anyways. So, um, there's a lot that, like, happens at the end of this episode. Um, yeah. One, like, Milo and Love are doing the thing, and he's all like, hey, fuck Bali. Um let's, like, do this thing together. And she's like, ooh, I just wanted that dick, though. Yeah. Uh, I don't, you, mm-mm, no. Um, and then Milo, because he's upset, um, has the nerve, well, because Love brings up this whole thing of, like, actually, well, um, I just feel like Fogarty's gonna relapse right now. Um, and he, he fucking to, ordered Taco Bell. God damn it. It's, nope, Taco Bell's a sign, apparently, in this universe. <laughs> um, Milo has the audacity to say that she is codependent mm. with her twin brother. Mm. And that starts this, like, whole ass fight. Which, again, was the fight that, or was one of the big fights that Joe and Love had. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just like... Love, I think people are trying, these people are misguided and they're bad people, but they're also, maybe. <laughs> maybe maybe can, there's some truth to it. Maybe you can just, like, look inside a little bit. <laughs> right. And see some other stuff going on. Yeah, it was, it was a lot. There was a lot of, like, macho dude energy that even, like, Love pointed out of, like, you don't, hey, let's not do this, yeah. actually. Because yeah. literally, they were just in the store and it was, like, Milo and, like, Joe just, like, chest to chest. And, like, Milo spit <laughs> on him. This guy's <laughs> being dudes, And okay? Forty was in the back also just, like, super, like, clenched. <laughs> just, like, fucking let me at him. Um, and Love is just like, guys, what are, stop. <laughs> it was so much. Yeah. Um, okay. So, Joseph... And Delilah, after this whole thing of Delilah being like, well, actually, uh, I don't want to deal with you anymore. Um, um, They end up fucking outside. In an alleyway. Yep. And so, of course, uh, they get arrested. (laughs) And because that's how it happens every single time, actually. Right. Um, Yeah. You can't even think about sex out in public, you'll get arrested. It's how it works. Um, I don't know if you know. Sex has been outlawed. It's, uh, it's how it works now. Um, yeah. And so Delilah's like, oh, lol, it's fine. Um, I know a cop. We fucked once. I'll just ask him to get me out. And then her, like, cop boyfriend sees Joseph and is like, mm, no. Right. He's like, mm, I also- eat less. I... <laughs> <laughs> I do love the idea or the thought process behind like, no, don't worry. I know we're getting arrested for having sex in public, but (laughs) I did fuck someone in there and he's going to be like, cool with it and let us out. It's like, no, I think he was, I don't think he's going to be cool with you fucking someone else. (laughs) I love Delilah's logic though. I love love the the thought pattern here. It was great. It's like you broke the two, like, roles in his life, he had in your life, which was, one, someone you fucked, and two, law enforcement. And you broke right. both of those rules in one go. I don't think he's going to be super cool with that. Right. Absolutely. Um, 
of course, though, like Joseph ends up calling Forty, and Forty knows people, and he's it's, a it big shot fun. Hollywood guy. <laughs> exactly. Um, I don't remember how this ends up happening, but at the end of the episode, Delilah breaks into Joe's apartment. Yeah, it's also like a blur. Because here's the thing, I, there was like a scene, bef- like right in between that where um, he, the cop calls calls her. Oh, yeah. And is like, because he recognizes Joe at the police station. And she's like, yeah, oh, yeah, he's my fucking neighbor. You probably saw him in the building. Fucking asshole. <laughs> and then he's like, the headphones. <laughs> right. And so, yeah, so he calls her and he's like, no, this guy, I saw him at four in the morning on the same night that Henderson was murdered. And I, he had $600 headphones. This guy gets $12 an hour at a grocery store and lives in Los Angeles. The math the, just doesn't work. It's not adding up, okay? And so I think she, like, went in to investigate. Right. That makes sense. And ended up finding, like, the, the storage unit and everything. Yeah, so she finds the storage unit key. And, like, you can't find a key without, like, finding the place. So, like, I get it. Um, it's it's a new quest for her. Yeah. She's a and journalist. She is. She she's she's just doing her job. Um she goes to the storage unit. She finds the fucking glass box and yeah. is instead like not ooh, I'm gonna call 911. Um is instead gonna she goes into the glass box. Delilah. And then Joseph finds her, and he's like, hey there, Delilah. Uh, (laughs) What's it like inside of my prison? (laughs) How's this uh, glass box do ya? Um, And that's the fucking ep- That's where it just, like, stops. Yeah. (sighs) Literally. It's so annoying. Why? Why? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Can't wait for and like, a kill to happen soon. <laughs> and that's the annoying thing, too, right? Is that, like, I had hoped in my heart. Even did you have I high, hopes, high hopes? <laughs> I did have, I had high, high hopes that I'd be able to meet Delilah in New York City. And <laughs> now he's going to do a hit, but, like, a big hit. Like, the bad hit. Like a dead um, hit. <laughs> <laughs> wait, hold on. Everyone shut up. Is... <laughs> Is his glass, is Joe's glass box just, like, a big vending machine to him? Oh, my God. It's all connected. Holy shit. <laughs> Wait, the, I understand. This is the most Joe. circular podcast. <laughs> it's a perfect loop. You can go back to front. It's all the uh, same. It's like a TikTok, but, like, long. Hi, welcome <laughs> to podcast. <laughs> um, anyways. This is how I explain um, podcasts to people. Uh, born after TikTok, 2005. <laughs> Uh, um, anyways, so I'm curious to find out when we get to episode eight next week, um, should be Buck Wild. Yeah, all these twists and turns. Yeah. Um, speaking of twists and turns, let's talk about my favorite twists and turns, which are the financial kind from our patrons. All right. Yeah. Thank you. I, we did not actually plan for what we were going to do for our patrons this week. Uh, so I just threw it in reductress because that's always a safe bet oh, for faithful. me. Yeah. A, a true, a true savior yeah. in dark times. <laughs> uh, okay. Would you like to start? Sure. Great. Shout out, Rebecca Colin. <laughs> Woo! 
I just saw one really good. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> it was gonna be, uh-oh, friend on hike wants to keep going. <laughs> oh, God. Kill me. Okay. Uh, shout out to Elizabeth Swan. Beep, 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 beep. Who's gonna be breaking. Drama teacher just swore. <laughs> <laughs> shout out, Amy Taylor. Beep. Who's gonna be? <laughs> Who's gonna so be? Ooh, yeah. Okay. Who's gonna be? Friend blames weird moon energy for lost AirPods again. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shout out to Mulch Gray. Yeah. Thank you, Mulch. Uh, who's gonna be? Man treats his sneakers with tenderness unknown to girlfriend. <laughs> I love the quote on this one, too, that's like, she's a big girl. She can take care of herself. Yeah. Shout out to Rebecca Steele. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> Who's going to be woman's financial plan just patiently waiting for her parents to die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, holy shit. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Shout out to Kelly Beck. Yeah. Who's going to be... <laughs> Woman hits 300th hour of wondering how underwater tunnels are built. That's the plot of Underwater, actually, if you didn't Honestly, see it. That's it. That's really it. That's all you missed. Shout out to Taylor Brown Town Lautner on her special birthday. On her birthday. Happy birthday. On to Taylortown. Who's gonna be? I hate this city, says woman who only goes to three places. <laughs> Damn. Uh, all right. And shout out to Aaron Salinger, one of our $15 sponsors, uh, who's gonna be, I'm not submissive. My thighs are just too weak to be on top. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Sophia Salinger. Who's gonna be? Wow, this woman just discovered Barada, and now it's her entire worldview. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Uh, fuck, Cody, please do not close this app. I'm not. I did it. Okay. All right. <laughs> please tag yourself. What? Are, which one are you today? Oh. Uh, ooh. How to be in a room with a fireplace without getting distracted by how cool fire is. <laughs> Fuck, that was the one I was going to choose. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. There's a lot of Scorpio um, energy in there, so I get but it. It is. It's really cool. All right. I- um, then, <laughs> uh, I'm today I'm going to be... Uh, is he hot or just wearing circle glasses? Yeah, that's a big mood. <laughs> Because that, uh, that really speaks to me, yeah. personally. Alright, I have a fan fiction for you today. Thank God. Otherwise it would just be me just, like, going on my own monologue for a couple minutes here. <laughs> yeah. It should be a lot. Just gonna do a tight five. <laughs> um, and this is called He Believed in the Green Light. It was published by Salt Gar. Uh, okay. And it was published uh, just over a month ago. And it is a, an AU to this episode of season two, episode seven. Okay. So the summary is, um, 
he promised at the very start that L.A. would be different and he would keep a low profile. But already, he's got the blood of two men on his hands, one of them being a major celebrity, an ex-girlfriend who works at the same mindfulness-centered, cruelty-free Angelino wet dream store as him, and he's on social media. What has this place done to him? So this is from chapter one um, as a little AU to how this episode could have gone. Okay. All right. Is that what Milo is? Is he loves Karen Minty? Never mind. It doesn't matter. He should never have been in love. He should have never been with love in the first place. He should just stop obsessing and, although it hurts, let a good thing go. He picks up a box of pop psychology drivel to stock in the bookstore, and Forty is still following him. Does this guy ever give up? Okay, so you know what we have to do now, right? He waves vaguely in Joe's direction, and Joe turns to give him a blank stare. What exactly does Forty think he has to do? Get high? Go on a bender? Hire an escort? Forty continues, exasperated. Get back on the horse. Start dating around. Show love how free and happy you're living. He smirks. She will hate that. I'm not really the vindictive type, Joe says, and she's not really the jealous type. Of course she isn't, because she's perfect. Oh, I'm sorry. Did the two of you share a womb, Forty snarks? Trust me, okay? She gets jealous. Now, let's set you up. He reaches towards Joe's back pocket and... What the fuck? Why did he take Joe's phone? Joe needs that back right now. Placing down the box of books on a nearby counter, he tries a distraction so he can grab his property back. Forty, why are you helping me? I lied to your sister. I lied to you. I tangled you up in this Amy Candace mess. Before he can reach out for his phone, Forty drops the hand holding it to his side and places another compassionate hand on Joe's shoulder. Hey, as Shakespeare <laughs> once said, bitches was crazy. You lied out of necessity, okay? That guy, he said, pointing to Milo and love making pastries, is a pie-hunting snake in Tarzan's body, and I do not trust him. My gut says, you're good, he's bad, case dismissed. End scene. Wow. As Shakespeare once said, bitches was crazy. Bitches was crazy. You know, good old Willie Shakes. Yeah. That's how we do it sometimes, you know? Bitches was crazy. It'd be like that sometimes, I guess. In Joe's mind. <sighs> I hate that. I hate yeah. Joe's mind. Yeah. I'm going to get out of Joe's mind. Um, as... <laughs> Please. Get me out of here. Hey there, Delilah. Get me out of this box. <laughs> uh, as we say in Seattle. Get bit. Get whipped. Ooh. This is an Earbud Media production. You can find us on Twitter at Earbud Media and listen to the rest of our shows. You can find this show on Twitter at Into the Twilight, as well as Into the Twilight.show. You can send us an email at Into the Twilight Show at gmail.com. You can also become a sponsor of the show or buy some merch at Into the Twilight.bigcartel.com. Our art is done by Maddie Padilla, who you can find at Your Ghost Toast 44 on Instagram, and our music is done by Eli Krause, you can find at Eli Sauerkraus and Krausefilms.com. The intro and outro is by KB Smith, you can find at kb underscore underscore smith on twitter you can find ali on twitter at into wild places and you can find me at dyke discourse you've been listening to earbud media production earbud media audio for everyone